You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for Christian women who are ready to write their first book, and then more, so they can lead their readers into spiritual freedom while leading their very own families into financial freedom. My name is Nika Maples, and this is episode 113, Use Your Sword. How exciting that I have something from the vault for you today. I found these videos that I created in 2014. Yes, eight years ago, when I was really just beginning my ministry, I had already self-published my memoir, 12 Clean Pages, and it was really starting to take off. People loved it. And I knew that God was wanting me to start sharing in a more public way. So you know what? I started videoing these mini sermons about six minutes long that I could then summarize what I had been reading in the One Year Bible. At the time, I was just such a supporter of the One Year Bible and the New Living Translation, and I still am. I think the New Living Translation is so readable. And while I take other translations to church with me, um, the thing that I read every morning in my time alone with the Lord, when I am seeking His heart and asking Him about my day, when I get my coffee beside me and I open up the Word and a journal, I'm using a one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. In fact, I'm still using the same one that I was using in 2014 when these videos were recorded. And I get to enjoy the comments that I've written in the margin each time I read it. And I find how much I've grown over the eight years that I've been reading the same Bible. I want you to hear these videos from the vault, even though you're just going to get the audio in this podcast, because one, I think you're gonna hear how willing I was to be vulnerable. I was totally willing to be vulnerable. In every video as I'm watching it, I'm just laughing. Number one, because I look a lot better than I thought I did. <laughs> Do you guys ever, you know, look back at a picture or a video and you remember what you were thinking at the time and you're like, man, I thought I looked really bad in that outfit, but it turns out I look great. And you think, wow, I really felt like I was overweight at that time, but I would give anything to be that weight right now. Like that's my new target weight is what I thought I was overweight eight years ago. I mean, it's just human nature that in the now moment, we can't see what we have. So it's been a delight for me to listen to these little mini sermons and hear my heart eight years ago and how hard I was trying to put myself out there and be vulnerable. And I was willing to make mistakes in every video. There's some kind of little mistake. The camera messes up or the sound messes up, something that I knew was gonna look really unprofessional, but I put it out there anyway. And I'm telling you that if I had not planted the seeds of these videos, eight years ago, I wouldn't be where I am today. I know that for a fact. In 2014, there was no big push for digital platforms with digital courses and learning and coaches were brand new. I mean, it wasn't common household knowledge to talk about having a life coach or a business coach or a writing coach. So all the things that that are huge in my life right now that, are, that take up most of my time and my effort and energy and focus, they weren't even on the radar eight years ago. That's why I, I feel like it's imperative that you hear these videos because you need to see where I was and what I was doing. 
And whatever you're building, whatever you're doing, do it as for the Lord right now. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be flawed. It can be vulnerable. It can be your best effort. And just say, this is what I got. This is what I, I have to teach. Because that's where I was at the time. I just felt like I have got to teach people about the Bible. That's what I have to do. So I don't care if it doesn't look professional. I have to teach people about the Bible. I have to teach people how to get in the word and enjoy it and really find their comfort and their renewed life from spending time in the word. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming and it doesn't have to be a guilt action. You know, a lot of people treat reading the Bible like a guilt action. Like when I feel guilt, I respond in this way. I just sit down and read my Bible because I know I should. Instead of saying like, hey, this is where I get life. So I want to do this. And even if I'm behind and even if I'm not absolutely regimented or regular with it, so what? When I can, I get in the word and I get some life for myself so that I can keep going. So it's just absolutely been a treat for me to find these videos this weekend and decide, why don't I just republish them in the form of podcast episodes? So the next eight podcast episodes are going to be the eight videos that I created. Cause you know what? I only created eight. I had the intention of creating a whole year's worth of videos teaching once a week about the one-year Bible, and I quit after eight. I can't even imagine what my life would be like right now if I had not quit. So I want you to hear how good these videos were, because you know why I quit? Because I thought no one was watching. I thought my effort was in vain. I thought, oh, this is a waste of my time. I built out these eight sermons thinking they aren't that great anyway. Well, when you listen to them, you're going to say, wow, there's some nuggets of gold in there. In this little offering, this mini offering to the world, six minute sermons, I just remember what my mindset was like. I thought I wasn't that great. And so I quit. I want to encourage you that what you're creating right now is better than you think it is. Okay. What you're creating right now, what you're putting out in the world, it's better than you think it is. And here's the thing. The effort of actually planting that seed, it's going to bring a harvest in you no matter what. Me working on these eight videos at the time, they changed me and I didn't even realize it until I look back at them now after not having seen them for so long. I'm looking back at them and I'm like, wow, that's what changed me. I planted these seeds. And even though I quit, God kept watering the seeds because I kept reading the Bible. I kept praying. I kept trying. I kept putting myself out there. And even though I didn't continue with that particular project, the seeds had already been planted and they are reaping a bountiful reward and harvest in my life today. So writer, you are anointed and appointed. And what you plant today will bring a harvest tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be eight years from now, like it was for me. I hope not. I hope it's sooner. I do. But you have to be willing to just get out there imperfectly and maybe a little at times like self-consciously and let God do what he's going to do. Because right now I'm about to publish these eight videos and there will be more people listening to this message then listened the first time. Because the views on those videos, the people who encountered those videos, I see the counts on the videos. And I know it's very few. But on this podcast, I know how many downloads I get. And I'm about to republish them to a wider audience who will receive 
more blessing. I believe that the stuff we've used can be repurposed and brought back to life. We live we live in a time of resurrection. Ever since Jesus came back to life, we've been living in a time of resurrection, which means nothing's ever dead. Nothing. So when you see, oh man, I tried that, it just failed. Don't think that it's gone in a tomb forever. Whatever you tried, let the Lord re- resurrect it in a way that you can't imagine. Just offer yourself for resurrection and just say, whatever you want to do today, Lord. Because when I woke up this morning, I did not have this on my radar of republishing these videos. I held up my daily planner and I said, my business, my life, all of it, I commit to you. Proverbs 16, three says, commit your plans to the Lord and he will see to it that they succeed. So I committed my agenda to the Lord. I committed my work to the Lord. I committed my heart to the Lord this morning. And he's the one that when I sat down two hours later, and I was like, hmm, let me write something for my podcast. And he was like, how about republishing those videos that you did? I mean, it was like <laughs> such a joy to think about doing that. So I'm going to release that to you now. And I just pray that you hear the heart of a sweet girl that's trying her best. And you take heart for yourself because your work will be rewarded. It's not dead. God's going to resurrect it at the right time in the right way. The month of May was always the graveyard for resolutions. Every January 1st, I would promise myself this would be the year that I would read through the Bible cover to cover. And for a couple of months, I did well. But about March or April, I started slowing down, getting behind. And because I read through the one-year Bible, I would make a practice of turning all the way back to the last date when I had read. I would cringe when I saw how long it had been, and then purpose to catch up to the current day's reading assignment. I would turn pages so quickly, trying to read through two weeks worth of assignments in one sitting. There was no life in that for me, no health. So of course, by the middle of May, the whole Read My Bible initiative just kind of died. And I promised to resurrect it every January 1st, But after a couple of years of this unsuccessful cycle, I had to ask myself, why am I even doing this when it's not working? I wanted to read my Bible, but my motivation was off. For one thing, I felt compelled to read it because I'm a Christian and Christians should be reading their Bible every day, I thought. But compulsion will never be enough to bring you back to the Word of God when you've walked away from it. Also, I wanted to complete the task. I wanted to say that I had done it, read all the way from Genesis to Revelation without stopping. But completion will never be enough to draw you back to the Word of God when you've walked away from it. It wasn't until I stopped seeing the Bible as a duty to fulfill and as something that I truly desperately needed, then I was able to read through the Bible. I started seeking the face of my Creator so that I could know His heart for me. Then I was communing with Him, and communion is the only thing that will bring you back to the Word of God when you've walked away from it. So now the month of May is a quitting time for me. I just keep going. I'll open to the day's date 
whatever day I'm on, even if I've gotten behind, I look for something that applies to me today. Even if I'm starting right in the middle of a story, there's something there that's fitting, that's rewarding, that's, that's rich and applicable, and I wouldn't want to miss it. This week, I opened the Bible on the day's date, even when I'd gotten behind, and um, I came across two verses I hadn't really paid attention to before. It was in 1 Samuel chapter 13, and we read that there were no blacksmiths in the land of Israel in those days. The Philistines wouldn't allow it for fear that they would make swords and spears for the Hebrews. I thought to myself, wow, what a brilliant military strategy because you don't have to fight as hard if you can keep your opponent unarmed. Also, I noticed that the Philistines were not driven just to oppress the people of God. That's why that's not why they were keeping the blacksmiths out of the country. They were driven by their own fear because they were terrified of what would happen if the people of God finally were armed. Isn't the same thing true today? We have an enemy who faces us on the battlefield every day and sometimes we go in without any weapons. And that's his chief operative. It's just to keep the people of God unarmed. It doesn't matter what he's going to do in the battle. Sometimes we try to anticipate a strategy like what kind of um, heartache or loss or, or setback may, would he cause. It's not about what he brings to the battlefield. It's about what you and I bring to the battlefield. Hebrews 4.11 tells us that the Word of God is living and active and sharper than a double-edged sword. This is our weapon. With this, we, we can claim victory every time, no matter what. This message took about, well, let's say all day to film. I started about 8 this morning. Right now it is 7.10 p.m. This morning the light was great. Right now, I mean... I'm, I'm working with just lighting from the camera, and I can't tell you the number of um, problems that I faced in a little video that I thought it would take me 15 minutes tops. The battery exploded and the light it got battery acid all over a chair in my living room. I fell twice. One time I twisted my ankle. The other time I almost ripped off my fingernail. Um, my cheap little tripod fell over and crashed. The battery in the camera ran out in the middle. I had to recharge it. The, the card was full and I didn't know. One time the, the camera just shut off when I wasn't expecting it. My neighbor started mowing his, his lawn. Someone came and started mowing my lawn. Of course, I didn't want to stop that right in the middle of it. But um, there was constantly some kind of opposition as I tried to film this message. Even one time, I had positioned the microphone in such a way that even though I had filmed an almost perfect message, when I got over to my computer and listened to it, the only thing you could hear was my heartbeat. And I think that's fitting because what I've been talking about for the last 10 minutes, 
That's my heartbeat for the people of God. I don't want to watch you walk into the battle unarmed like I've done so many times. It makes a tremendous difference if we just have the sword in our hearts and in our hands. If we know God's plans for us and can stand upon his promises, then our enemy is the one who is unarmed. This message was important for someone to hear today. Otherwise, I don't think I would have met so much opposition. Hear me. We have a sword, but it's useless on a table. Pick it up. Anointed and appointed writer, the greatest thing you have at your disposal, the greatest tool you have is your sword, the word of God. So however you can get in the word of God, it doesn't have to be a little, it doesn't have to be a lot. It has to be just right for the day. Take the Goldilocks principle of getting exactly what you need from the word. God will make it multiply like loaves and fishes in your life. So enjoy getting into the word. Don't make it a have to, make it a get to. We have access to the word of God. What a privilege. If you don't have a regular habit of speaking life by speaking the word of God over yourself, go to nikamaples.com forward slash truth texts. I have an incredible resource for you. It changes your mindset over time when you read the word and believe it as truth. So give me a chance to send you these once a week texts that will absolutely be a booster of faith to your heart.